And if I was to look at your tail of the tape and I was to score each of these as a zero out of 10 or a zero out of 100, I'll know how you're going to do in the battles that life throws at you. It's not about toughness. It's about training. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Welcome back, everyone, to the Midweek Mindset. Now, today's quote comes from a movie that I just watched. Again, I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. But it comes from a movie with my favorite actor, Denzel Washington, which is called Man on Fire. Now, in Man on Fire, Denzel Washington has a quote. And the quote says that there's no such thing as tough. There's trained and there's untrained. Now, which one are you? So there's no such thing as tough. There's trained and there's untrained. And one of the things that I've seen a common thread, I don't know why it's popping up in my YouTube shorts and on my Instagram. I see a lot of people who are talking about how little they like to train. These are really high performers, like people that we see at at, at the highest level, whether we're talking about performance in athletics or we're talking about performance financially or or by any measure that we use for success. And you hear these people say, well, you know what? I, I don't really like to train. I force myself to train. I don't really like to get up. I, I, I force myself to get up. I don't really like to study, but I force myself to study. And often when we look at these people, we think, well, they're tough and, and they're resilient and they're strong and there's something different about them than there is about us. And I think one of the big secrets is, yeah, okay, the highest level performers have a fire inside of them, but it's this fire that allows them or, or pushes them to train. It's what pushes them to try. It's what pushes them to continue going on in the face of failure or after they failed. And sometimes we think that this X factor separates us from them and separates the the successful from the unsuccessful. But the truth of the matter is in my mind is that any of us can force ourselves to train. It's a willpower issue. Any of us can force ourselves to do the things that we don't like to do. And I want to apply this to the lens of resilience. And resilience is this buzzword. Like I hated it when I was in the military. I hated resilience training when I was in the military. Anytime that it came up, it really wasn't something that I enjoyed doing ever. And when we do resiliency training in the military, we always kind of think about resilience as this inner fire, this toughness, this this warrior ethos, right? This fortitude. And I think it's a lot less about inner toughness or this inner fire. And I think it's a lot more about preparation. And I'll expand a little bit. Like if, if we're thinking about resilience as this inner fire, well, what about when you don't feel that inner fire? What about when life gets hard and you're beaten up and you're beaten down? What do you do then? Right? And, and, and if it is about inner toughness, then is it something that can be grown over time? How, how do we even grow fortitude? How do we grow resilience? It's one thing to learn coping skills or to somebody to give you a phone number that you can call when you're feeling particularly down. But we have a tool, and the tool is called the Peace Index. And I've talked about it on the show multiple times, but the Peace Index is one of my favorite tools. And Jeremy Kubitschek, uh, he just released a book called the Peace Index. We've all been teaching the Peace Index for a really long time, and Jeremy just codified it in a book. So I encourage you to go out and get it. You can get it on Amazon. It's called the Peace Index. But we use a tool called the Peace Index, and the Peace Index talks about five different areas. And if I was thinking about a professional athlete, you might think of them as training different skills. You might think of them as training speed, endurance, right? Their their, uh, cardiovascular, their strength, all of these different things. You would think, hey, I've got to train all of these. And you can actually score them. Like if you go out and you play Madden or you play NBA 2K, whatever, right? You play any of these, you can look at the stats of an athlete. And that seems real and it seems natural that we would do that. What's the arm span of these two fighters? The tail of the tape, if you will. 
What's the arm span of these two fighters? What's their weight? What's their height? What's their reach advantage? What's their record? We codify professional athletes. And it feels natural to do that, right? We codify a professional athlete and that gives us an indication of how they're going to perform in battle. Well, I can codify your toughness. And I wouldn't, if you asked me to codify your toughness, I wouldn't use any of the metrics that I would use necessarily for a professional athlete, at least not primarily. So instead of using, if it was a thinking of a professional fighter, the tail of the tape, your tail of the tape might look like this. Purpose, place, provision, physical health, people, purpose. Are you living for something greater than yourself? All right, in comes Mark Tilsher. His purpose is peaking out of 10. He has a reason to fight today. Okay, cool. There we go. I got a purpose. The second is place. This would be the second metric, your community, your home. How do you feel about them? Do they meet your needs? Do you feel safe there? Provision, finances, are you making enough? Spending within your means outrageously generous investing in your future physical health now we're talking about some things that professional athletes might relate to right we're sleep food exercise good quantity good quality are you getting enough are you getting them often are you getting good quality of these things and then people relationships in your life do you have people that love you people you love people you support people you challenge and vice versa and if I was to look at your tail of the tape and I was to score each of these as a zero out of 10 or a zero out of 100, I'll know how you're going to do in the battles that life throws at you. It's not about toughness. It's about training. It's not about your toughness. It's about these numbers or a better way to say it might be these numbers define your toughness. They define your baseline. Where are you now? How deep can you get? How far can you go? Well, let's look at your purpose, place, provision, physical health, people. If we ranked them one to 10, we could add them all up. We'd get your score out of 50 times by two, you'd get your hundred. I did it right this time. Woohoo. We can endure more when we're healthy. We're tougher when we have purpose. We're tougher when we have a, a safe solitude at home, a place to retreat to at the end of a hard day. We're tougher when we have an emergency fund, three to six months of living expenses. We're tougher when we're not worried about a leak in the roof taking us out of the game, stressing out every time it rains because we think the roof might leak. We're tougher when we have people in our life that love us, that we love. We're tougher when we get good sleep, we eat quality food, and we exercise regularly. Mental, mental uh, acuity doesn't come without physical health, physical toughness. You want to be at your best mentally, you got to be at your best physically. Science is playing this out over and over and over again. We can endure more when we're healthy, when we pay attention to our peace index. Our toughness is defined in those boundaries. We can endure less when we're not. And so our goal, if we're thinking about it from a leadership perspective, our goal is to get each of these categories healthy in our lives. Self, family, team, organization, and community. You want to be tough? Start thinking about your purpose, place, provision, physical health, and people. Look at those scores. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? Make a two-year plan. One year, okay, cool. You can accomplish a lot in a year. You can accomplish a lot in a month, but make a two-year plan. Two years from now, I will be healthy in all of these areas, no matter what. How? Now we need to figure that out. But our goal is not only to get healthy ourselves, but in our teams. This is where we truly build resilient teams. I've had people walk into my office. Actually, I had someone waiting in my office when I got back from a, uh, an engagement. I walked into my office and there was one of my people and he was in tears because he thought his spouse was going to leave with the passports and the children in a foreign country. And he thought that his wife was going to leave him. Purpose, place, provision, physical health, people. How was his resilience? If I had asked him to dig deep and pull out some, some hard tasks for me to work nights and weekends for a little while, how, how far do you think he could have gotten? 
it would have taken a toll. And sometimes it takes the ultimate toll. He couldn't go deep because his purpose, place, provision, physical health, people, he didn't have a high peace index. He can endure less when, when his peace index is low. And so our goal is to get healthy ourselves, but also to get our teams, to get our families, to get our people healthy. It's not enough to teach coping skills. What do we do when things go wrong? Those are valuable skills to have. It's not enough. It's not enough to have hotlines that people can call. Sometimes they'll call, sometimes they won't. Those hotlines are valuable. They, they save lives without a doubt. But it's not enough. That's all reactionary. Hotlines, coping skills, MFLAX, these things are all reactionary. None of them are proactive. None of them are preventative. They're all a response to a problem. If we don't start focusing more on the front end, peace index, purpose, place, provision, physical health, and people, we're not going to get ahead of the problem. We'll always be reacting to it. Nothing replaces a strong peace index score. Nothing. Your baseline health, it determines how setbacks impact you. Your baseline health determines if a setback is a blip on your radar or if it takes you out of the game. Sometimes the game of life. Your peace index determines that. I cannot overstate the impact your peace index has on your life, both in your family and your team. There is no such thing as tough. No one is born tough. I've seen tough people brought to their knees by little things. And I've seen people that I didn't think were very tough endure hardship that would have broken me. It's not about your innate ability. It's about your peace index. Purpose, place, provision, physical health, and people. If you want to get deep, you want to get the skills that you need to up your peace index, one, I can teach a course for you, marketmarktilshire.com. Let's do it, right? We'll get something going here. I'm doing something really amazing in Europe here in February with all the command chiefs. I'm so stoked about this. But you can do something today. Just go out to Amazon, search for the peace index. It's by Jeremy Kubitschek. Pick up the book. You will not regret it. Read through it. Once you apply it to yourself, apply it to your family, team, organization, and community. It's been great hanging out with you today. Hope you have a great week uh, going into the holiday season. Uh, I'm excited to see what 2023 brings. So I'll talk to you all soon. I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire. 